What's up? Welcome to Tide Sessions, a podcast about water sports. I'm Mike and this is Mel. We're both super passionate about the water and together we co-founded a kite surfing school called Tide Water Sports. On this podcast, we're going to be chatting to athletes, founders and other rad people who also love being in, on or under the water. We hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we did. In today's episode, Mike and I chat with Tom Mason. Tom co-founded Blue Balls in Cornwall, a safe space for men to go cold water swimming together. We talk about how wild swimming changed Tom's life and mental health, what the benefits of going in cold water are, and what has been the most rewarding thing about Blue Balls so far. It was lovely having such an open conversation about mental health and seeing all the work Tom and his co-founder Ross are doing to help men find healthier coping mechanisms in the sea. Listen in to find out Tom's favorite place to call swim in the UK and what his plans are for the upcoming month. Hi guys. Hi Tom. Hi Tom. How are you? How was your swim? Right, thank you. I didn't go. I have oh. to be I didn't go in the end. I chipped oh, no. out after work. The weather's not very good down in Cornwall. Oh, is it not? Is it a bit stormy? A bit, um, it's, I'm looking out the window here. It's a bit, um, it's raining. And it's, um, I was going to go with a friend and then he couldn't go. He's doing some college course. So we, uh, we, we, we're going to reconvene tomorrow. That sounds good. Amazing. Well, the rain shouldn't matter too much, right? Because you're going to get wet anyway. <laughs> yeah, it is that, and it's quite—it's actually quite therapeutic when you're in the water and it's raining. But um, yeah, I love—I love the rain. I love the rain in the water. It's lovely. Just used to being going in the summer now, and it being nice and warm, and not having to wrap up, dry it quickly, and yeah. the shock to the system. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so I was wondering how you ended up um, discovering, you know, cold water swimming. And I read a few bits about you and how it was something to do with a gift your mum gave you, which I found really funny. So can you tell us, like, how you ended up getting in the water? Yeah, so I, um, it, it was essentially that. I've, I've, I've lived in Cornwall all my life, um, or majority of my life, but never really been like a water baby, never spent much time in the water um, and took it for granted being so close to the sea and the ocean and uh and what and I so yeah so my mum my bought me a, she basically bought me a dry rope for Christmas um and I didn't, didn't wasn't sure if I was gonna get the use out of it but I thought I'd better go and try it and, and take a picture for her to make make sure she got the value from the from it and we went down one well it was in December so it's pretty cold went to Tidal Pool in Porth Tower and um it was just a total game changer for me um the, the feeling of the build-up of going in the water in the cold um the feeling during well whilst being in the water and then the feeling throughout the rest of that day um it just changed things and i, I it, it it has sort of changed my life really and i don't mean to say that um i don't mean to be grand or or anything when i say that but it, it, it's just changed my way of thinking it's changed it's, it's pretty much changed me as a person from from that experience in 2020 to now um i'm a totally different totally different bloke so what would you say it was was it being out in the cold or just being out in nature having having time to sort of reflect in the water or what what was it for you that made that made the difference i think um 
I don't know really. I, I mean, from personally, I've been. Do you want to talk about what, what, what like for me, me, or should, can I talk about what happened previously? All with of me it. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go for it. Want to talk about so, your journey? <laughs> so I was in um, I was in like like a really bad relationship for a long time, and was the stereotypical bloke that would never talk about his feelings or show any emotion, um, and use negative coping mechanisms like going to the pub and um that type of thing and the it, it my mental health spiraled um and, and and it culminated with me getting arrested for um drink driving um in 2019 um and subsequently got banned for drink driving um which was obviously a real low point for me but actually, it, it was it was like a turning point. So I sort of hit rock bottom, and that driving ban coincided with lockdown. So it gave me a lot of time to um, reflect and look back at where I, what I was doing in my life and where I was going and the paths I was taking. And um, and it, and it it just gave me yeah it, it gave me I had a lot of time to think about what I was going to do moving forward and and plans to make and. It's um, and one of those plans was to go in and get in the water. And the first thing I did once I got my driving license back was um, was go go out to the sea. And I think a culmination of all those things where you spend time when you're on your own during that that year I was banned and and, and, and lockdown. Um, you lot you can spend a lot of time reading and working on working on yourself and listening to podcasts and things like that. And um, and then I, I think it all sort of fell into place and, we, and when I got into that water I I didn't it was so it was so cold that day um you you can't really think of anything else and um you're just there you you can practice mindfulness properly and you you're just aware of your environment and you don't you leave all your problems uh, on the side because it's too cold to think about anything else um and and that's where that's and I've not stopped going in since really and my sort of my mental health has been has been better um, ever since, and continues to be. And we we we'd probably go on to talk about blue balls and things like that. But that that then came because we wanted to encourage others to get those benefits that I was getting, and um, it's just been a gradual organic growth from there, really. Yeah, I think it's amazing that you went from you know finding a healthy coping mechanism for yourself, and then thinking, you know, I must not be the only one, like the only guy that needs something to help. And so, yeah, so let's talk about Blue Balls then. You founded, you co-founded this with Scott, right? Um, Ross. Ross, okay, got it wrong. <laughs> Almost. Ugh. Ross, sorry, Ross. It's close. Um, yeah, I guess it's just, I, I'm not even dyslexic. I can't even say that I'm dyslexic. You know, usually that would be the excuse, but I'm not. So it's just silly. Uh, so Ross. He won't mind. He won't be listening. Okay, good. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine then. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this. Tell us about how, you know, you thought, I want to make this bigger than myself. So, yeah, so I, I started going swimming um, regularly, putting it on Instagram as you do and, um, and like wild swimming was a, was like on trends then. There's no doubt about it, and it has been it since, um, and still is. And so everyone was doing it. And and my friend Ross, who I was friends with a long time ago, um, sort of back in the day, we used to go out partying together. Um, and we hadn't we sort of just we, we hadn't really seen each other. But he he messed, he reached out to me on LinkedIn and said that I really want to go for a swim. Um, 
can we go together? And we did, and he loved it. And um, and he's actually, he's changed his life around as well. So he um, had gone through similar issues with his mental health and was, was, in, a, was in a real dark place at one point, but has completely turned it, turned it around. And he actually um, set up a mental health um, charity in Cornwall called Man Down, um, which provides uh, safe environments for men to just talk about stuff. Um, and what's going on in their life in a non-judgmental environment, um, which um, which has been amazing, really, for Cornwall and 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 plans to go out of Cornwall. So he obviously wanted to um, to he'd seen my posts and wanted to go and experience that himself. And then um, he wouldn't mind me saying Ross has got ADHD, so he's um. He's like really shiny object, new thing. He's all, all over it. Um, so as soon as as soon as we had a few swims together, he said, "Right, we've got to set up a group. We've got to make this bigger. We can't just make it for me and you." It's we and um, so we did. We we set blue balls up. Um, we completely stole the name off the blue tits. Um, so, so we uh, and it went from there. And we we invited friends out initially to come with us, and then it just grew and grew and and it's and it's all been organic growth on um via social media really um and more people have come and we've got we've got all sorts now coming to this to the swims with us um and it's just a really we wanted to it's the, the, the cold water the wild swimming cold water swim community is is really supportive really welcoming but it's heavily dominated by females and um and i think that's amazing as well and because i think uh, all shapes and sizes and um they're a lot braver than us they're in the water a lot longer than we are um but so we wanted to set up something for men where um they could come and feel comfortable in in the surroundings and um and not make it look like a like like a baywatch you've got to have a baywatch body and the perfect chisel physique to come in the water um we wanted people just to, to leave that ego behind and and uh, and that's what it's done, and that's why we wear. We started wearing these bright blue speedos because we wanted when we go to the beach, people us to stand out, and for people to come and say, "Oh, what are they doing over there?" and and just open conversations. And it's and it's grown, and we've had lots of people from from the Man Down groups come and swim with us, and we've had people from um, Alcoholics Anonymous groups come and, and swim with us, and um, I think because of the benefits they've seen, and not just through blue balls, but there's a big there's a there's a big piece now and it's easy to see you can see the benefits all over online and um on social media then people want to find them and experience them themselves so here we are we're we're 18 18 months further down the line and it's going from strength to strength that's amazing so let's talk a bit about the benefits do you want to talk about the physical benefits and the mental benefits benefits yeah so i think so physically, um, it helps your heart rate. It helps your circulation. Um, it um, you burn, you lose weight. You burn calories from being because obviously the cold. Your organs pump, the blood will pump. Um, your body will pump blood around you to, to reach the vital organs and keep them warm when it when you are in those really cold conditions. Um, so yeah, it's um, it helps your immune system. I'm no scientist, so I won't go into the, the ins and outs of it. Um, and then obviously, obviously the, the mental side of it. So the, the, the challenge of getting in the water on a cold winter's day is, is as much mental as it is physical because 
it's so easy to sit, stay in bed in the morning and not get out your warm bed and out your comfort zone. And it's so easy to sit in your warm car and drive to the beach and then, oh, actually, I'm not, it's too cold, it's too windy. And I think for me personally, the, the mental challenge is often the hardest thing to overcome. The physical challenge is actually um, is, is not that bad. It's, it's cold water, but once you sort of tap into the mind, your body can do a lot. Um, and and then it's those it's those uh, all those natural drugs that your body releases when it when it gets into the cold water. Um, so you, it's just a, 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 a it's just a it's just an amazing feeling. It's it's great, and you feel like you've accomplished something, and you've and whatever you whatever you, problems you've got before you go into the water, you, you do you don't have them. I don't think anyone ever feels worse coming out of the water than they did going in. Have you, have you guys been in? Have you done it? I, I, yeah. Obviously, you do what you do, but... Yeah. No, we, we're we a bit crazy, and we're we're big water babies, water adults. I don't know. Water yeah, people. we're always in yeah, the water. Yeah, so we're always so. in the water, and we, we're, we're the same. I mean, we, we kite surf a lot, and we surf, and... Um, but we like going for swims as well, and we... Yeah. I mean, I love cold water. I just get... We went to very off subject but went to a wedding in Poland recently and they had a big swimming pool and then they had this kind of small dark room with just a like a cold plunge and that was all I was doing I was just going in and going out going in thinking so nice it's just um it kind of invigorates you and makes you feel so good to go in cold water and obviously we love being in the sea and we just like you said you just tend to you forget about everything else and you need to be so present as well. I mean, depending what I love as well that you said is that when you, you all go, you're obviously taking in the conditions, like, you know, see if it's very windy or, or wavy because obviously it gets wavy in Cornwall. And I like that you were saying, um, I read that you said, you know, there's none of the like macho bullshit of being like, oh, it, who cares? We're going in even if it looks a bit dodgy. Like, I like that you're like, no, actually, you know, this is a bit much. So whoever doesn't want to go, it's fine. And it's a really safe space. Yeah, I think, as you guys know, the, the sea is an unforgiving environment. Um, and you, I think the day you start taking it lightly and underestimating the power, then th- that's when you're in trouble. And I, I think I always remember one day, three or four of us went down to a beach in Falmouth and it was the weather was horrific um, and it was crashing in and it was an easterly. So it was there's a big shore dump um, and we just called and we said that we're here, but what, there's no, what, what are we going to achieve by going in? Get us a video of us probably falling over and losing our breath. And that's not what we want. And we, we actually did a post about it and there's no good having egos and going in and, and spending out like even on, a, and, and, and also on a flat on still day when it's cold, what's the point of staying in for 30 minutes? Like, you can, but then you're just going to be so uncomfortable for the rest of the day. Um, so we don't we don't try and encourage. We try and leave those egos and and, and all of that behind. And it's it's not about that. It's just about being in the environment and um and and and, and appreciating where you are. And I think um yeah. So you also done like a write up with the RNLI recently, um, which was which was a good read. Uh, about the safeties of uh, cold water swimming and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, re- really yeah. good read. I think it's I think it's important. And again, I've um, like I said, I lived in Cornwall all my life, but I've, I've always taken the, the sea for granted, and um, and 
and not really know much about it and obviously you know about tides and things like that but there's so much to, to think about when you're when you're going for a cold water dip like tides and um and exit points and who when and who you you go with on your own or you get who you're going with and um clothing you need to get into um i think there's a there's a big piece at the moment with we're actually doing a bit with surface against sewage um and obviously the all the sewage that's being dumped into the water at the moment um yeah. it's obviously disgusting um but people just people some don't people just don't know about it they don't know it's happening on your beach um so i think that there is there is obviously important safety aspects to think about and when you're in the water it's not just how long you're in the forest it's, it's it's when you get out how quickly you need to warm up because because that's when your body temperature drops um like i said when you're in the water you're your blood will be, your heart will be pumping blood around your body and your vital organs. But it's when you get out, it's when your, your extremities. My, I mean, my fingers and toes get so cold afterwards. So I'm really conscious. I never try to push it and spend too long in the water. I sort of know my limits now, and um, because there's nothing worse than when you, you you can't feel your hands and feet when you're driving home. Yeah. Not, not yeah. pleasant. Which is why. Um, so there's a lot of. Uh cold water swimmers around our area because we have really really nice tidal pools all around yeah. the coast yeah um and you always see like a lot of the women uh, they go out wearing like a normal swimsuit but they'll wear boots gloves yeah. and a hat yeah. so that's that's normally the attire mm. normally with a dry robe in tow yeah you dry um, robe on the way back yeah and yeah but it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a really really good community of it around here but like you said it is quite female focused um, not not for any reason, I don't think, but um, it's it's the same round here. It's quite it's quite female dominated, um, and you do see that a lot yeah. a lot during the winter. Yeah, it's I'm just sure because why. women are more badass, so they just go in all the there time. Is that. I think they are. <laughs> I genuinely think I think you are. Um, obviously, you've got groups like the Blue Tits, and there's lots down in um, in where we are. So there's groups in St Agnes and Perham Porth, but they've all been so welcoming, supportive of, of us. Um, and it's just it is just a really nice community um i think everyone just enjoys it and wants to wants to encourage other people into the water we went i don't know if you saw but recently we did a um a synchronized swimming world record down at the jubilee pool in penzance we didn't see that sounds cool so there was it was it was a fundraiser for the ukraine um and like some part of unicef and it was we had, i think there's about 270 of us in this pool doing a very bad synchronized swim <laughs> to um nina simone i'm feeling good but out of the 270 people there was probably only about 10 blokes down there oh wow um so it's um so yeah it's, it's a strange one that there's not there's not more men involved yeah. um i think in cornwall all the men are just surfing yeah um do you think i'm just thinking out loud is it something to do with um the difference obviously with surfing kite surfing or the more extreme water sports and like cold water swimming is that men tend to go for sports that are like so extreme and exciting that they don't get to think too much but cold water swimming it's so peaceful and so you get you know you're quite calm and you i know you said you forget about things but you also get to reflect and you also get to like you know slow down and I feel like maybe men are just less attracted in general to that because they just want, I mean, I like the excitement as well, but you know, there's something maybe 
that women are attracted to because it's more grounding and more calm. I don't know. Could that be a thing? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just trying to understand why. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you, there's lots of elderly women that go in in these, these swimming groups, and I guess it's, it's, it's not as vigorous and it's not as energetic as going kite surfing, for example. Um, I don't know how many how many elderly people you get doing it. Some. Um, some? Some, not as not many. many. Yeah. <laughs> well, windsurfing and winging now yeah, get more older more, guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's more in the sense that you get to reflect more and like the mindfulness aspect that you talked about is really present and you don't get that as much in extreme sports. So maybe that's why they're more women because, you know, we like reflecting. No? Yeah. <laughs> so now you've found a love for like the water through sort of cold water and, and things like that. Is, is there any sort of avenues that you want to pursue? So are there any water sports that you'd like to try uh, in the cold water? Well, we've, um, I'll probably, I'll probably, so I've, I've never been, I've never been a, a really strong swimmer. Um, and actually one of my, my sort of, one of my first memories when I was younger was I, I, I didn't, I, I say I almost drowned. I don't know how close I was to drowning, but I felt like I was drowning at the time. I was out, um, on a kneeboard, um, with some family and I, we went out on the kneeboard and told me how to stay on the water and, and what have you and what to do and how to turn. But no one ever told me how to get off the kneeboard. So when I came to the end, I sort of, the, the strap was too tight and I didn't push myself away and I just flopped under. Um, so my dad came swimming from the shore and did his David Hasselhoff impression and saved the day, which was, which was really good for him. Um, so I've, always, I've, I've sort of veered away from water and obviously things have changed now. Um, so I think what we, I'll probably start doing some proper cold water swimming. Um, cause what we do is, we, we're not swimming in there really. We, we might have a little paddle around and a dip, um, but we're not doing any swimming of any distance. Um, so I, I will probably, this year I've been training for a charity boxing, um, event, which is over now. Um, so I will probably do, there's something in Cornwall called Castle to Castle Swim which is uh, a mile swim between two points in Falmouth and St. Moors. Um, so I'll probably train for that and see where that takes me. And then who knows? I think there's some, some plan. I work, I, we do a lot with man down, like you mentioned, and they, they've got some big plans for some potentially a big swim, which I will, would be involved with. So yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, I wanted to know what was the most rewarding thing about uh, Blue Bulls so far. What's been really um, nice? I, I think I think it's just really the, the, like the feedback we we get from it is really um, humbling, and people when they come at first they may be a bit cautious or they're not sure or they're uncomfortable in just wearing shorts or or they they feel. Or the flip of that, they might because no one wears wetsuits really. If they wear a wetsuit, they might feel uncomfortable. And I think, and I think everyone is just has been really positive about it and how they talk about it. And when they come back, I think it's been great. I think it's really nice when people want to talk to you like this about about blue balls. Um, so so that's really nice, um, and it's and it gives you a nice sense of, of well being and. Um, and to, and to feel that you're helping other people and, and they're getting a benefit from it and they're, they're getting the same benefits that you felt initially. It sort of makes it all worthwhile. Um, 
it's never been a, 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 I've never felt it it'd be hard work or a struggle or anything to to do a post or arrange a group swim. Um, it's, it's it's never been like that, but um, it's just really nice when people do sort of thank you for what you're doing and and reach out and say well done and um and then and then because we talk so much about mental health and what have you with the group if someone does reach out to you and talk about their own mental health then that's that's obviously always a a huge thing um because that's if if one person feels better from what we've done or, or then that's that's it that is that's perfect because there's a lot of stuff going on in the world and, if, and there's a lot of um it's just nice to be able to be like an outlet for people and and and, and help them in some way if, they, if we can for sure because it's you know for most guys it's quite hard for most guys to sort of share anything sort of mentally uh, especially with their mm -hmm. mental health you know a lot, a lot of people find it sort of hard to sort of share these things with with certain people so for for people to like come come and do these swims and actually share stuff yeah it's really yeah. really important i think there's a there's a huge stigma around um around mental health in general still i think it's getting better but um particularly men's mental health um there is that old school mentality of, of man, man up which is the phrase i hate um and because it's just it's I just I think it's really just not a good not a good phrase and I think um we we encourage men to talk and that's what man down's all about and I think um I think the more people the more uh, what I'm, I'm quite conscious often that we talk about blue balls being a men only group and I know and, and I don't ever and men we talk about men's mental health and that's in no way is that um d dismissing female mental health but I think the facts are that three out of four suicides in the UK are male um one in Cornwall is the third highest suicide rate in the UK, um, and I think and it, and Cornwall's got a lot of small towns with small town mentalities where where men don't talk particularly don't talk about their problems because if one person hears about it then the whole village know about it. Um, so yeah, I think it it we are we're a, we're a, an environment where people can come and and if they want to talk about stuff then they can they know they can and but if they don't they don't they don't have to and they can just get in the water. But um, I think the mental health thing is is so is so key, and that's what that's what it's all about. And the, the more we can do to reduce the stigma um, and the shame around it, then the better. Yeah, for sure. Um, I saw that you recently went to Wales. I don't know if it was that recent, but are you planning to do little trips with Blue Bulls and maybe do meet up somewhere else than Cornwall? Yeah, so we that was actually almost a year ago that Snowdonia trip yeah. we did. Not that. Um, it's not like it's and, like uh, Scott and Ross. I'm not doing good. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we went. We, a group a group of us went up there, and we went. We we went climbing Snowdon, and went in one of the pools um, on the way down, which was amazing. Which was just yeah, it's just amazing. And actually, not as cold as you'd think. Um, and in May, we went to Ben Nevis. We climbed Ben Nevis with. Um, and eight, well, actually, with eight of us carried an 82 kilogram log up Ben Nevis and back. Uh, and the 82 signifies the amount of men that die each week of suicide in the UK. Um, and obviously, we did a lot of swimming in Scotland as well, which is great. So we swam in in, um, in Loch Lomond and and a couple of the couple of the streams at the at the bottom of Ben Nevis, which was really really cold. Um, and actually, we're back going back to Snowdon in two weeks. 
Um, so we'll we'll get back in the in the pond in the in the pools there. I say pools, they're huge lakes, aren't they? Mountainous lakes. Um, and 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 actually, we we don't do a huge amount of group swims in the summer in Cornwall because the beaches are so busy. And I hate to say it and moan about tourists, but there's lots of tourists and you can't ever park in the car parks. Um, we we don't do as many group swims, but we will we will start again. We I think we're going to try and do one on Sunday. Um, so that'll be good to see to start seeing everyone again and, and doing something more regular. Do you do them really early the swims? Is it like early morning swims? Yeah, so on the on the, we try and do them on a Sunday. One, I try and do a big group swim once a month on a Sunday, and it's it's not super early. It's like ten o'clock. Um, That's okay. Because people are, we have to try and be considerate of people's families, and I mean, I was I, when I go in, I go in really early, like super early. I go in at six and go home and have a shower and then go to work. Um, and that's the best way to wake up for me. That you, you can't beat that as a wake up call. Decent coffee and alarm clock. With with the cold water swimming, have you been um, or are you motivated by any of like the Wim Hof methods or anything like that? Have you looked Have you looked into any of uh, the Wim Hof methods? We do. Um, I think re- regulating your breathing is is really important when you when you first sort of go in the water. Um, it can be it can be really really cold, and I think. The, the, your body, the reaction is you lose your breath. Um, so I, when I personally go in, I go in slowly and try and adapt as I go in. Um, there's guys in the group that will just go in and dive straight in. Um, and when we, when we're in the water, we do, we do, we do encourage people to try and like breathe and use breathing techniques. And um, and I think because I think it's so important that like your heart your heart will race and you can lose your breath and then if you lose your breath that's when you start getting a bit panicky and um, so yeah we 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 do and like Wim Hof we watched this, this program on bit the BBC recently we're not quite sure about that but um, it's a, it's he's a, he's obviously a very um, he's, a, he's an amazing bloke what he does. Um, but yeah, so breathing is a big part of it. Yeah, I like, I like the method of well, my my method when going into cold water if I haven't got a wetsuit on, which most of the time I have, is I like to go nice and slowly, because like you say, you get you get a bit of cold water shock if you just you if you jump freeze. straight in. I remember yeah. when I was a kid once, I jumped off like a a harbour and Broadstairs, jumped straight in. And as soon as I went in, you just I felt my chest like constrict and I just like panicked. But you know, I I, I knew it was coming, but you know, that's yeah. why now I, I like go in nice and slowly, adjust my body temperature. Mel, on the other hand, what? she she likes to just jump in. She she's a she's a jumper. It depends. I feel like as I as I get older I get a bit more scared. <laughs> it's more brain freeze. I hate a brain. Freeze. I mean, again, it's more like when you go surfing and the waves. Like in Cornwall, last time we went, it was like probably October, and the water was still warmish, but it's still not that warm. It's Cornwall because you get the Atlantic, and uh, yeah. yeah, you get wave in your face, and you you just brain freeze. This is not nice, but I guess yeah. there's nothing you can do about that. Even if you try to right. go slowly. <laughs> Also, I think if you dive in, you've always got to be careful about what you're diving into. Uh, yeah, we've got um, obviously sure. the, all the be- all, all the beaches are different. So some are sort of shingly and stony, and some are nice and sandy. But if it is shallow, it's really shallow, or 
you think it's deeper than it is. I had a friend recently who dived off um, a, a, like a rock ball off a tiger pool and just, and just head, head planted into the floor. And it honestly, I, you, I, the video, I can't watch it, but he, it's just, it was horrible. It's horrible, but his, his head still came up with blood everywhere and you've got to be so careful. Um, yeah. And then obviously if that things like that happen, then you're at the beach, you're not particularly close to a hospital and you're going to get risk of infection because your head's cut wide open and so yeah you need you need you just need, need to be really careful and cautious i think yeah and i'm also just a wimp so i just walk going slowly and very sort of very delicately <laughs> which is why it's good and safe to go into like tidal pools i think that's probably the safest place to go but then again yeah. in in cornwall where you are at least you can see where the floor is uh if, if you nice go seat. if you go swimming where we are uh, it's very murky and you can't really see. So most people sort of uh, tend to go in nice and slowly uh, because, yeah, you can't yeah. see anything. Yeah, we, so we've got lots of lovely tidal pools down. I mean, that's probably my favourite place to swim is tidal pools. Um, I just love the, the sort of the calmness of the pool versus the crashing waves on the on the outside. And I think that's a metaphor for life or anything like that or, or brains but um you, there's some amazing tidal pools like this like the first one i ever went in was one in fourth tower um which is quite a clamber to get to and they've they dotted around um all over the coast um i think i i, I often think that i wish sort of instagram didn't exist because everyone knows where they all are now um yeah. whereas before but you were, if you knew where they were it's like one of those secrets and to be honest like i shouldn't say that because like, if it wasn't for instagram i wouldn't know where they are um, but yeah, I, I do love tidal pools, especially there's one down near um, Cape Cornwall, and it's it's almost. I went in there once, and it's just, you feel like you're in Greece. This, it's perfectly clear sea, and like you said, it's the opposite of the water where you are. Um, but you you can't beat I don't, you can beat them. Whereabouts is that one? It's down. Um, it's Pendy. It's it's just down from Pendine Lighthouse. Okay. Do you know where? Um, you don't know. No, but I will is. look it up. Okay, okay. It's, it's, it's something, it's, is it called, <laughs> I think it's called Boat Cove. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's really nice. Okay. Yeah, we're going Absolutely. to Cornwall next week, so okay. we, might, we might go have a look. That would be really nice. Yeah. The river. There's lots, there's lots about, there's lots, of, there's lots of links you can see online, actually, where people list them all now and, um, they're just sometimes they're a bit hard to get to, like down paths and climbing over rocks, and you, and you're, and also nature of the name naturally. Um, you need a load. They are tidal, so you need to think about when you go and when you come out. Yeah, don't go at high tide. <laughs> no. So but, I was um, going to ask your favourite place to swim, but you just answered that question. Um, but my next one would be: Is there anywhere like? Would you ever want to swim like in Iceland or something? Yeah, so I've, I've been asked that before, but it, if you could swim anywhere, and I think it would be some, it would be, it would be in Norway or Scandinavia or somewhere like that in in really cold conditions. I've been, I've been on the beach before and I swam when it's when there's ice on the sand um, in Cornwall, but obviously that's a different. I'd I'd love to go in really extreme conditions. Um, and test yourself and test what the body's capable of and what you're capable of. Um, I'd love to go like in some of the big rivers in Canada and things like that. 
think it'd be amazing, amazing experience. And, and, and that's why it's so nice being in swimming in Scotland and Snowdonia because Cornwall's lovely, but you, you haven't got the, the grand mountains of, of Scotland or Wales. And, that, 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 and that's really nice when you feel so small in that environment, when you're in this pool and you're just surrounded by huge mountains. And that's, um, there's something really nice about that. Yeah, I'd definitely like to do some uh, sort of cold water plungers where you've got like a lake and you cut out the square on the ice and jump in that. So I, I recently taught a guy from uh, Ukraine uh, okay. and, and where he grew up, there was like a lake and him and his dad would always cut a hole in the ice in the winter and they'd, they'd jump in for like, you know, like 10, 20 seconds and then just climb out in the, oh, in the wow. morning, yeah. Uh, the Doesn't way the way he spoke safe, about it, but... he 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 said he felt like really invigorated and like uh, and and a lot of the people that lived there did that. Um, yeah, one of those I, I see people they do they jump in one hole and then they swim to another hole and come out. Now I would not fancy that at all. No. I, I get quite claustrophobic and I I'd be I think I'd panic. A it'd be so cold, but B that I, what if I don't find the other hole the other end? Yeah, and um. So I don't know if I'd fancy that. I mean, I, I would probably give it a go, but... What if you had a rope? Mm, no, that seems... Yeah, maybe a rope maybe with good. a rope. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it sounds maybe. a bit unsafe. It Even is quite unsafe, yeah. If you... That's the thing with ice as well, over lakes. You don't know the, you know, how, like, the width of it. So you could break, you could, you know, it's like White Fang. You haven't seen... Have you seen White Fang, that film? It's so famous. I think so. It's like Let's a not get film. into white fang. No, because that's what happens, and he falls, and he falls. You bring on out the white ice. fang again. Is this, is this? I get this. Is this a regular thing? It's a regular thing. The it's white not, fang. It's a very famous film with uh, Ethan Hawke in it. And it's obviously not that famous if oh neither God. of us have heard it. And it's such a famous book as well. <laughs> anyway, but he falls, and it. You know, it's dangerous. That happens. So I don't know about the ice. But with a rope and other people there, I think yeah, you might maybe. be safe. I'm claustrophobic yeah. as well, not too claustrophobic, but it it would definitely freak me out that. Oh yeah. It would definitely sure. freak me out. But I'd give it a go yeah. because I like doing gnarly stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to try it. If I was there and everyone else was doing it, I'd do it. Peer pressure. Peer I'd, pressure. I'd, yeah. I'd... Ego. Ego. I'm doing I'm, I'm doing everything of I said I'd we should do. do. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's some healthy peer pressure and some unhealthy ones. But Yeah. Yeah, it depends. I think as long as it's supportive and you're you're yeah. being encouraged for the right reasons and um, I think it's not a bad thing. Yeah, but you're right about what you were saying earlier about guys standing because I know in kite surfing and surfing, you know, that's definitely a thing of having guys being like, "Come on, let's go," even though it's like a bit dodgy or you know, you don't really get the nice supportive environment of like, "It's okay if you don't want to go." No, it's like you're such a a no, wuss. Think, Why are you not going kites, in? I think it's kite surfing's a, a bit more like that. It's not. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's just uh, mm, I don't know. <laughs> so I went. I used to live in. I lived in Spain for a year, um, yeah. and in in Estepona, which is about what's in the Costa del Sol. It's about a mile away, an hour away from Malaga. And if you go down another further hour, there's an area. And I can't remember what it was called, but it's famous for windsurfing and kite surfing. Okay. What um, tarifa? What's it? What tarifa? Yeah. Is that it? Say, yeah, tarifa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Um, we, we used to go down there and it's been amazing the amount of people out in the water doing that and what all yeah. the jumps I used to be like wow yeah it it's... gets a bit busy there very 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 still busy still a good spot though yeah yeah but they get some really really strong winds because it, it sort of funnels through that point as it comes out the Gibraltar. of uh, yeah. the Gibraltar Straits yeah okay yeah really really cool point 
Yeah. Probably I know there's a guest like that. that. Was that spot in Portugal where everyone goes swimming? Is it, is it Naz- Nazaré? Nazaré, yeah. yeah. That's I just another that's... level. I'd like to yeah. swim in that. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. I would. Have you got a link to it? With my kite. I really want to try that You'll one. You'll swim with, with your kite. kite. Yes, right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, with a board on my feet. <laughs> but we do the same thing as you mentioned anyway. It's all healthy. Because we talked about this when we read your story. And we're like, oh, it's so funny because that's what we do for our mental health as well. That yeah. extreme, the more extreme sports are or way or healthy. It's healthy well, It's just like water sports, way. I guess. Yeah, water sports. But we like the extremity. We need it as well. To you know, it clears our mind. I think a lot of yeah. people do that as well. So mm-hmm. as as a kid, I was used to use like uh, kite surfing as like a coping mechanism for me. I was always going out and being a bit of a wild wild child and always out yeah. having a drink and stuff like that. And I feel like kite surfing in a way sort of brought me away from that and helped me sort of uh, with with my sort of mental health issues and stuff like that. It, mm-hmm. It's always and especially like cold water and stuff like that and. Uh, being able to just like go into the water and sort of let loose that's always been yeah. like a way of like coping for me for sure well i think i think um so, so with blue balls like and we encourage the group swims generally where do men in large groups hang out they don't they go to pubs yeah, to and pubs, they go yeah. and they go to, to sporting environments and football rugby which are great but there's also a lot of egos and testosterone mixing around in there um so that's why I would like I would encourage anyone to come and and come and have a swim and 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 feel those benefits. And also, I think I was listening to one of your other podcasts with, with Dylan Fletcher Scott. Yeah. And he was saying, um, I was listening to it in the gym this morning. He, and when he mm-hmm. said that he, water is the place he goes to, regardless of wind or whether he's racing, or and I think you guys both agreed that it's just the place it's the place you sort of go to to mm-hmm. feel at peace and calm with yourself and. Yeah. Um, and, and just to be at one with the environment. And it's just, um, yeah, I, I, I certainly in Cornwall, I would just, I don't, so many people do take living by the sea for granted. And I think certainly during lockdown and things like that, when you when you saw people in the big cities, then they, they would die to be able to go onto a beach or, mm. or go into the sea. And um, and even even in the summer now, you go to the beach. I bet there would have been people in on the beach today um, well, maybe not today because probably most of the tourists have gone home. But even towards the end of summer holidays, on a, not a nice day, people will still be at the beach. And we, I would just think, what? It's not. It's raining. What? But because they just don't have that experience, they're just trying to make the most of it. We, we're so fortunate to live where we do, so close to the sea. Um, and I would, I just think it's important that you just make the most of it because you never know when it might be gone. And I didn't have that option. Like when I go back to my getting banned from driving, it is you're sort of gra- a bit grounded then, and you haven't, you can't go to this, you can't go around and stuff so i certainly never take it for granted now and if there's ever an opportunity to go i always do yeah and i think i was just thinking what's really nice about cold water swimming and what you're doing as well is that you can actually chat because that's also the difference when we do our sport we can't chat it's a very you know it's too extreme so like you're gonna you can't sit down and chat about things but i love that that you guys can like go and you know dip in and out and and but it's Talk not just things. the exercise of doing it. It's always like uh, the meet up before, you know, do, doing, doing your exercise, even yeah. though if it's like for 10, 10, 20 minutes or you're doing yeah. it for three hours and then it's like reconvening afterwards to sort of yeah. chat about the exercise. It doesn't matter what it is, but if it's mm. surrounding the water or anything like that, then it's, mm. you know, it's the community aspect of it as well. 
um, and not and not just and not just That's the sport great. itself. Yeah, you meet up on the beach and you get changed and you go in and then you warm up and go for a coffee maybe or something afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not it's not just that like you say that ten minutes you're in the water. It's it's maybe an hour you you you're out and about and 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 some people live on their own or um, what have you. It's nice to just have that a bit of human connection because. Um, that's so important. It's a, it's a, it's a need, and 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 people, I think that that's often forgotten about. You, you need this. You need to be around people. It's important. You do spend time with people, and um, and that community. Which is one of the good things that lockdown brought us. I think. I think it brought us all sort of closer together with in that sort of respect. Like everyone, everyone sort of realised. Yeah, we we do need sort of that human interaction. We do need sort of to get out in these sort of like wild areas. We need to like experience things together, um, and I think that's one of the good mm. things that the pandemic actually gave us is, you know, a bit more human interaction instead of instead of like going out and boozing and other other things boozing. like that, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think people are so so used to just seeing a snippet of someone's life on social media, you think you actually know what's going on, and because you like a picture or you feel like you don't need to check in with someone and have a conversation, but as we all know that social media is not a real world really and people can put a photo on and they might look really 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 happy and but it's actually what's going on and i think i think i i try now to, to to keep in contact with friends and and not just not just sort of scroll past and think oh, okay i've seen them i don't need to worry about them it's, it's mm-hmm. so important to see people and and talk to people and 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 people that yeah, I just I just think it's that that human connection is, is so important. Um, and you're right. I think people it's it's really level things. The lockdown. I think people think differently on it now. Yeah, for sure. Should we talk to end things about your exciting plans for Blue Balls? Then what you've got in the works for the next coming month? Well, we've got um, like I say, we're going back up to Wales at the end of this month. Um, so we'll go climb a couple of mountains and then we'll go for some swims there. Um, we've got a, we've got a big group swim at the end of this month, um, which will be really good. We're going to do it in Newquay. So we've not done a swim in Newquay before. We try and, we try and mix our locations up to make it accessible to as many people as possible. Um, so we're going to do one in Newquay. So that'll be interesting. We've got a, we've got a project coming up with, uh, Speedo. So Speedo, Speedo are, are really good, and they um they they really support the cold water um swimming community, um and they um I think they they've reached out about the men the men's sort of mental health side of it, and so that would that be good to do that with them. And I think it's just, it's all just more exposure, and the more it, and the more the group grows, the better it is, um because the more people that we can get in the water, I think is is just it's just a benefit. And I think, yeah, like I said, I keep repeating myself, but I would encourage anyone to, that hasn't tried it to try it. Um, it's free. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't take much time. Um, and certainly in Cornwall, it's on, on your doorstep and, mm. and, and like you guys. And, yeah. Um, well, if you come down here, we could do something as well. It'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. You know, on a obviously non-windy day, because otherwise our community won't, you know, they'll be like, what, what, where would we go swimming? But on an, you know, on a very cold 
January, you know, very cold day, very flat day, that would be really nice to do something. Because we've got really nice tidal pools, like you mentioned earlier, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you would like them. They're really, really good. Not grease-like, like you said. Don't expect that. Okay. I mean, I, think like I, I was just lucky on that day. I think it was grease-like. I don't know if it would be grease-like today down there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it would be really nice here as well. And if you have anything what? planned for the weekend, uh, well, not next weekend, I think it's the 24th, uh, we'll, we'll be in Cornwall and yeah. I'd love to come for a swim. Well, that's the um, that's the week. Out. That's the day I'm going to Wales. I think the twenty fourth. Oh, that the I'll be swimming on my own. It's all right. <laughs> I'll take my surfboard. <laughs> Let's hope there's some waves for you. Yeah, if not, I've got plenty of other things oh, that I can so use. Much to do. You know, yeah, got surfboards, got kite stuff, and then I've just started this winging thing as well. So, so what uh, is that? That was, that was that was I was listening to that on one of your pods as well. What what is winging? So winging is like a, you're holding like a, it's like a small kite that you hold in your hands, sort of thing that you pump up. Um, and it's basically like a little sail. Um, and you stand on like a hydrofoil board, it pulls you, and then you basically float on out of the water. It's sort of in between kite surfing and windsurfing, I'd say. Okay. But yeah, it's quite accessible. Uh, you haven't got to set up too much stuff. So it's easy to rescue yourself because you just sort of paddle in. So it's quite easy I mean, to it, sort of get, I guess. It's expensive. So, yeah, though. it's quite expensive quite for expensive. like the setup, but yes. um, yeah, it's quite an accessible sport for that. So that's why it's are probably. You, are, you, are you strapped to the kites then? What what are they connected to you by? Uh, the, the the kites when we're kite surfing, yeah, they're strapped to us by a harness. So we've got a harness around okay. our waists, and we're we're attached yeah. to that. But for the winging, you're but not. The winging, you just yeah. has a little. You've got a leash, leash. a yeah. leash, and then oh. you can ju- you can just let you're go holding. of it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's quite nice for that. It's, which is why when it's one of the fastest growing water sports at the moment. Um, pretty much, good. It's, it's definitely much not new. as it's intense. Like you were saying, what's nice with it is if you feel overwhelmed or you just want to stop, you just you, you know just let, let go, go, have a lay on your board, you know. sit down. Kite surfing is a bit different because it's yeah, you're fully you attached. can't really do You've that. Always got wind there, yeah. That's always what I feel like. Sometimes it never gives me anxiety, but I feel like it could if I was anxious in the water. Is that when you're kiting, if suddenly you're like, I can't do this anymore, it's too much, you just, you can't, you got to go back and like land. Well, you and could then just you eject re- everything. Yeah, but then you lose in. all your kit and yeah, no, no, <laughs> you cannot. But anyway, so yeah. It's quite exhausting. It's quite a big body workout, isn't it? Which um, one? What, kite, kite surfing, surfing or winging? Yeah. yeah. I don't think kite surfing is that much because you're attached by a harness. Um, you don't have any power coming through your arms. You just let the kite okay. pull you. No, but you so. say that every time we do it and we like we jump around, we just have the worst yeah, like aches before days. It's as uh, exhausting as you want to make it, basically. If you yeah, if you, if you want right. to cruise around and just have a good time, especially if you're hydrofoiling or something like that, then you right. you can yeah. cruise around for hours and hours and hours and be fine. Yeah. And be fine. You know, you can go like sixty k, probably more. Uh, but really, if if you're like jumping around, trying tricks, uh, really pushing yourself, riding waves, stuff like that, then yeah, it can, you it can be a, a bit exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> then your abs are going to hurt because it's a lot of a cool workout, especially when you start jumping. But um, Yeah, I've seen some of your videos. They're pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's just nice to do, like we, and that's why we're doing this podcast as well, is we, we're passionate about the water yeah. and we love you know we love cold water swimming as much as we love kiting and winging and like free diving we love scuba diving all these things and i think we're all so lucky that we get to experience that 
however you know however we feel and we like that the community like yeah, there's such a community of people even though we don't do the same sports it's like if you like the water you're the kind of the same person you just love yeah. the same thing and that's what's exciting is like how much you can do as well in the water like we just can enjoy yeah. that we're really lucky to live by the sea we are yeah, yeah. which is why it's good to make the most of it it's good to make yeah. the most of the time that you have around the water Definitely. but yeah so we're really excited to see what you do next then and um We'll see pictures and videos of you in um, Snowden. I expect you will, yeah. We've, um, and then I think we might, it's like a core group of us that go on the group swims. Now what we might do is, is ultimately set up a little splinter group. So so groups of people can, if, people, if there's a group that want to go every Sunday in St Agnes, they can do that. Because um, I think there's other groups around the, around the country that have like a set time and space a day that they always meet. So whether it be 9am on a Sunday morning that we all meet at this point and I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefit with that because people always know you're going to be there whereas we are sort of a bit random and don't know who, like if unless you're looking on Instagram you won't know where we're popping up um and and also and if people want, wanted to try it they might think oh I've got to wait three weeks now and then there's a lot to go on in three weeks that might then stop them going so I think our, our plan might be to, to to have little splinter groups set up and and, and do their own things in, in towns because it, it will only be it will only be good and it'll only grow yeah that's you can set one up you can set one up like your way yeah yeah definitely could. i mean you, a lot, you, a lot you of my friends it. do cold water swimming um yeah a few a few of my good friends re really enjoy it so i definitely i definitely can set that up great awesome. okay well thank you so much tom it's been really that's good right, chatting with you and hearing your story and all about blue balls yeah, thank you thank so you much for coming me. on. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this episode with Tom. If you want to see more from him, then please check out the description and you can find links to his social channels and website. If you like this podcast, then please show some appreciation and leave us a review and rate us. If you want to check out anything else we get up to at time, then please head over to our social channels on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can check out our website, tidewatersports.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you there for the next one. Bye.